House of Loud. You see, we used to be pussweeds, but now we're metal. House. Really real. Oh. I'm living this year over metal endoskeleton. Loud. House of Loud. Talking metal and hard rock with Shane Alvarado and Jason Lee. House of Loud. We are back with another fantastic episode of the House of Loud. Thank you for joining us. I am Shane Alberani, and that is Jason Lee. And, and our sponsor, I want to thank them for sponsoring this show tonight, Spice Dog Provisions. They are a wonderful hot sauce company out of Napierville, Illinois. They make gourmet sauces, and if you are into hot stuff, or even if you're not, they've got stuff that's uh, for uh, well, wusses like us. Smoky barbecue uh, stuff. Yeah. No, stop saying that. I <laughs> I love hot food. I just don't like buffalo. I love hot food. But you're not eating it on meat. Not necessarily. Just sometimes. You know, I, I, I like hot stuff. You know what I mean? I don't like curry and I don't like uh, vanilla. Uh, vanilla. I don't like vinegar. Vinegar. You know, that's what buffalo sauce basically is, is vinegar. But anyway, these sauces are made by chefs, so you know they are solid and uh, they are quite delicious. And uh, so if you're into that kind of thing, visit them at SpiceDogProvisions.com. Just type in the promo code LOUD10 and get 10% off your purchase. So that is our sponsorship knowledge for this episode. So let's get into... uh, the topic for this show, uh, who knows what Argu- direction we're going to go in. Arguably the greatest guitar player in all of rock. I think he is the greatest there guitar you go. player. And, it could be, and if somebody says that, I'm never going to say you're wrong because it's Eddie freaking Van Halen. We're talking about Eddie Van Halen. We lost him three years three ago. Three years ago, that's uh, why October we're, 6th. That's why we're talking about this here. Uh, uh, three years. It's been... That's crazy. Right? Now, that Now, do you remember where you were? That's uh, this is one of those celebrity deaths where you remember where you were. Oh yeah, absolutely. I was in my studio here at work, and the whole building just went oh, a gasp. And I had I had dinner plans with my mother, and I was late because we had last second production to do to get this stuff on the air, saying goodbye to Eddie Van Halen with clips and things, and, and people dropping you know um, statements about Eddie and Eddie clips and things like that. I mean, it was a good three hours of production put together to get it on the air because we lost Eddie, and that was I mean that was. That's right up there with Tom Petty for me, as far as you know, yeah. deaths where I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly where I was when Lane Staley was announced. Exactly the place I was, the moment, the time of day, right? But with Eddie, it really hit. I, I was on my motorcycle that day, and I just made sure that all right. nothing I listened to right. was Van Halen for the yeah. next week, just because, of, yeah. man, I'm never going to hear a new lick yeah. from Eddie Van Halen. Yeah, what's that about? Yeah, yeah. I was I was furloughed at the time. It was the it was COVID, so I was sitting on my couch. And it pops up on Twitter or Facebook or whatever it was. And yeah, there was a, a gasp and phone calls. And like you said, I just went out in my backyard and uh, was playing with my dog. And I yep. just hit shuffle. I, yep. And that's all, all what, you know. I got uh, home from work that yeah. evening. And, and you know, the thing about listening to Van Halen on my motorcycle is that everybody gets to listen to Van Halen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a public you know, I got to make sure it's louder than my, my bike and louder than traffic. You know what I mean? I got to make sure I can hear it. I'm wearing earplugs, so it doesn't hurt me. <clears throat> Uh, so I make sure everybody gets to hear it. And I rolled into my neighborhood and not, I, I forget how loud it is <laughs> until I take my earplugs out and go, Oh my God. Uh, and a neighbor guy came up and we got to talk about Eddie and he wasn't the hugest Eddie Van Halen fan, but he knew who he was. And that was a statement. Yeah. Right. In and of itself is that I know this guy, I respect this guy. And that's a big, that's a big loss. Yeah. Like that's coming from a guy that couldn't care less about rock. Yeah. You know, that was cool. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just, uh, 
yeah, I remember like, wow, that's, that's a tough one to take. Cause yeah. I mean, we are, we're 50 years old, both of us, I'm approaching 50, you've already turned the corner, yep. uh, <laughs> but if there is a band that was the soundtrack of Generation X, it's Van Halen. 100%. It's not yep. anyone else, you know, I but, mean. Again, well, I've said this before, I, and I'm going to argue this until the day I die, the entire 80s scene that blew up, that whole metal scene, yeah. every single one of those bands that was in that yeah, style was, because of, was screaming, yeah. without saying it, legitimately, they were screaming, we want to be Van Halen. Yeah. Every one of them, every single one of them. Once that, once eruption happened, everything changed. And there were great guitar players. I mean, Michael Schenker is a phenomenal guitar player. He did not set the world on fire the way that Eddie Van Halen did. Right. Jimi Hendrix was an amazing guitar player. I don't believe he did what Eddie Van Halen I'm did. I'm with you. I'm. You know what? I am a thousand percent with you. And it's funny if we are, we're 70s kids. We were born in 74. Uh, 73 73, 73 74. You know, but if you talk to people older than us, you know, oh, Jimmy, because they grew up with you. We did not right. grow up with Jimi Hendrix at his height and all right. that He was stuff. dead by the time I was born. Exactly. exactly. So, you know, so they're like, oh, no, it wasn't Eddie Van Halen. It was Jimi Hendrix. And that's just generational. And but I can't again, argue that. Y- you're right. Y- you can't. Uh, but again, what he did for yeah. the instrument and rock and roll in general, yep. I think it was, it was greater than Jimmy. I think Jimmy, because he died at such a young age, obviously, you don't know what he could have done. So he... Became kind of a, a, a just a pop icon just because of he, the way he died. You know, same thing with Jim Morrison. Same thing. You know, you re, they don't have a full body of work, right? You exactly. Know? Eddie had many many years. I mean, we all saw it coming the tongue cancer and the illnesses yeah. that he had the last few years. But he was still doing it. I mean, twenty twelve was a different kind of truth, and that had some great stuff on it. Granted, I think the great majority of it was old stuff that had not been used. Right. I don't think they the wrote brand new music. Yeah. I think it was a lot of outtake yeah, stuff. Yeah. But he was still. Obviously, it was great. Yeah. He was still great. And David came in and he did his thing, you know, DLR, you know, when he was David, yeah. right? Uh, and it was great. And I mean, just for Eddie Van Halen, let's, let's look at just the first album, side one <laughs> of Van Halen 1, 1970 freaking eight, okay? Running with the devil, right out of the gate. Eruption. You really got me. Ain't talking about love. And I'm the one. I'm the one's almost a thrash song. Yeah. I mean, that is fast. But everything up, to, that's side one. That's just side one. I mean, what was that like? I wish. To, get, could, to get that record when you were 15 years old. I mean, right, right at the record out. store. Right. We're four. We're three, four years old when that comes out. So we, it's irrelevant. I was five. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah. Being born yeah. in 1963 and here's this yeah. new guy that they, you know, I've got to check this out and putting it on and go, what? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, that's insane. That's side one, man. Running with the devil. I don't know if there's a better first song on a first side of a first album Ever. in the history of rock. You know, um, good times, bad times by Led Zeppelin. Sure, okay. It's not that <laughs> Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath. Sure, it's not that. I mean, that song just. I mean, what a, a complete just throwing down the gauntlet is what that was. Here it is. Keep up. Yeah, and you, know? you, you have all the stories of people who saw Jimi Hendrix play live, like Eric Clapton and all this stuff. And, well, uh, you know, Randy Rhodes was a peer, you know, and Randy not – and if you – I think I've mentioned this on a previous show, but the Randy Rhodes documentary is really kind of fascinating. When he was doing the Mickey Rat stuff. Yeah, and well, and he was with – well, he was with Quiet Riot. It was when he was with Quiet Riot, and it's like they had a rivalry. 
I mean, they were, you know, oh, they, Jake they was were. Oh, Jake Sorry, yeah. Jake yeah. was in So they were, they were rivals. And it's like, even though he respected Eddie, he was still was like, I'm just as good as this guy. And he was, he was actually a guitar uh, uh, teacher. So his mom actually ran a music school. He would teach guitar and people would come in and go, hey, I want to play like this guy I just heard. At, <laughs> right. Yeah. And he's like, okay. <laughs> you know, so, you know, but he was such a sweet guy. It wasn't like anything, uh, you know, uh, they weren't uh, button heads or anything like right. that. But it was, yeah. But, but any, you know, Slash, you know, I used to sneak into the Starwood and <laughs> see Eddie Van Halen when I was 13 years old. I can't imagine. Yeah. So seeing that and then even... You bring up Mickey Rat. They were they were they were good friends with Van Halen. Like when they were just starting right. to blow up, you know. So you know, Warren D. Martini got right in with Eddie Van Halen. You know, uh, Warren D. Martini. What an underrated, underrated guitar player. Another underrated guy. Yeah. That's, that's totally off. Subject. Again, totally off subject. We <laughs> shout out names. But now, do you have a favorite Van Halen record? A favorite Van Halen do you record? Have one? Uh, probably the first one. The first one. I, okay. I, I mean, uh, I love 1984. I love Women and Children first. Fair warning. Oh my God. So that <laughs> album, Fair Warning, does not get the love it deserves. That album. It's a very unchanged great. on that record. Unchanged is on that yeah. record, but so is uh Romeo Delight. Yeah. And so is um um Mean Street. Mean Street, man. I, you know what? People may hate on the Gary Sharon, the one record, all that stuff, but his version of Mean Street, I'll take that over David. I'll oh, take really? it over anyone. I'll take it over. I'll take it. I will take that version. <laughs> I, when I heard him play that live, I'm like, wow, that is a different song when Gary Sharon sings it. Yeah, that whole like, record yeah. is good. I mean, yeah. okay, I'm going to open this album because I can't. I, I was uh, listening. I listened to it just today. I really did. Uh, uh, just getting ready for this. So let's see here. Um, push comes to shove. Push comes to shove. That is a groove, man. Right into So This Is Love. That's. <laughs> What an underrated gem that album is. And I think it sold like a million records or something like so that. So it was it was before Diver Down and after Women and Children First, exactly. right? So yep. it's sandwiched between yep. those two records. Yeah, and Diver yeah. Down, that was, <clears throat> to me, the weakest of the records. Probably. Because probably. It, half of the album's yeah. covers. Yeah. I think that was a, uh, a studio-forced album. Yeah. I don't know for certain, but it's, it feels like the studio going, we need new material so you can tour. Yeah. So And they're like, uh, we don't have an album ready. Uh, uh. Uh, let's do a bunch of covers, <laughs> you yeah. know, and that's where, you know, Pretty Woman's on there and, and uh, a bunch of other, um, what else is on there? Every one of the records had a cover tune, but Divers Down was you know, like filthy with them. Yeah. 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 But Women and Children First. Oh my God. Okay. Well, hold on. Let's go back to the original Van Halen. That was just side one. Side two, Jamie's Crying Out of the Gate, Atomic Punk, which is probably my oh. favorite song on that record. <laughs> Feel Your Love Tonight, Little Dreamer. Oh man. Ice Cream Man and On Fire. What is going on in 1978 <laughs> that that album's being made? I mean, that's 11 songs of perfection. Right. Really. And I, I tried to turn my wife onto them when we first started dating back in 94. Really? And, um, and as I and put she, the CD in, uh, she know, I mean, everybody knows yeah. Van Halen, but she hadn't really listened to them. Yeah. And I put the first one on. I said, before I put this in, I just want you to think of one thing as I'm playing this album. One thing. 1978. It's going to sound like everything you did not like in the 80s. Yeah. This was 1978. I want you to understand this and appreciate it. And she does. She's not going out of her way. Uh, what's great is my wife, if she's going to listen to Van Halen, she would much rather listen to David Lee Roth era. And that's weird coming from a woman. Yeah. Women usually are down with the Sammy stuff because it's more love songy. Yeah. I, uh, it's, you know, everyone, especially in our age group, I had an older sibling. So, of course, 
they're gonna they pushed me into a lot of music and Van Halen of course was one of them. So my first introduction really to Van Halen was 1984, ten years old. So it's like right. that was like this was you know hot for teacher. Are you kidding me? Top Jimmy. Oh, mm-hmm. you know everything. The whole record was was my, monstrous. First time I ever you know? really remember hearing them uh, was my babysitter's brother brought me into his room and he played. Well, we all knew Beat It. Yeah. Okay. Right? We all knew Beat It. Yeah. And he goes, I'm gonna play something that's not Michael Jackson. And he played uh, Women and Children First for me. No, it was Diver Down. He played Diver Down for me. And I was just starstruck. Couldn't believe what I was hearing. And then the next year, no, it was 82. So two years later was 1984. And then everybody knew Van Halen. You couldn't get away from Van Halen. Yeah. And they were, I mean, they were, when Van Halen came to your town, it was an event. I mean, people camped out for tickets. It was insane. You know, and I've told the story before about how I have the the, the t- actual ticket from when they played here in Fort Wayne in 1984. Didn't get to go because my sister got caught with her boyfriend. Yeah. Everyone was grounded. No one was going to the concert, but we could not sell the ticket, the tickets, and we had one that was un that is still. I wasn't allowed to go either. I wasn't allowed still, to go. I yeah. was 10 when they came. Yeah. Uh, uh, just about to turn 11 in my. But it was it was a buzz yeah. around town, yeah. your neighborhood. Van Halen is coming. Who's going to get to go? Who can't go? Who's, right. It sold it out was the immediately. Thing. Oh, yeah. And I just saw a video um, popped up on Twitter. It was it was from a newscast from Indianapolis that it, it was like right when they played Fort Wayne. It would have been like a probably the same week, you know, where the tickets went on sale and people camped. It was the middle of February or January and people camped out. And it was like the first time they'd ever Ticketmaster had ever been out, so it was like a new electronic system, and everyone was putting down their twelve fifty to right? see Van Halen. Twelve fifty, yeah. I just remember <laughs> or whatever it was. It was probably uh, maybe probably even, ten bucks, maybe that. Yeah, you know, who knows? But I, but I remember. I mean, but Van Halen was so big, so big, and then people don't. I mean. We hear about Taylor Swift and everybody, but that was Van Halen. They just weren't playing stadiums, but any arena they went to, it sold out in a half an hour. And this was before, this is when you had to wait in line to get your tickets. Do you think that Van Halen would have been even a tenth as successful had they let Gene Simmons guide them the way he wanted to? Oh, God, no. Daddy Long Legs. God, no. Daddy Long Legs the top was the hats. name he wanted them to have. <laughs> What are what are you? And when they said no, he got pissed off. Yeah, and like you know, basically like you know, you're dead to me almost. I think is what you know how we react. He took yeah. it personally that Daddy Longlegs wasn't accepted because you're never gonna be able to sell records with Van Halen as your yeah. name. Whatever, man. Yeah, Daddy Longlegs would have never ever. I don't care if that is, <laughs> the first record was exactly that record with the name Daddy Longlegs on it. No. Well, you know the logo. You know, we've carved yeah. it into, we've talked about that. We've carved it into countless things when we were kids. Yep. You know, I think it's Which the- Which do you prefer? Yeah. The, the the DLR logo or the wraparound Sammy Hagar oh, the, logo? Oh, the, the DLR. Because that was easier to carve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that. <laughs> We'd have to go 3D. No, man. I, w- I had that. I had that down. I mean, every notebook, everything. <laughs> I had that logo. I could draw it, you know, and it's simple. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to quiz you. How many lines coming off? It was three. It was three. It was All three. Right. Boom. The H. There we go. I just drew it. <laughs> yep. All right. I just wanted to make sure that you weren't you weren't uh, like pulling my leg there. Yeah. No. I had uh, you know Van Halen one uh, the, was the poster on my door. You know, eventually. You know, once I got into Van Halen, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, once I myself, you know, older siblings obviously were into it well before me because I'm ten years old, and then Dave leaves the group. And it's totally different. But that was like 5150 was kind of like my Van Halen record. The other one, well, that was my 
cousin's and my sister's record, but 5150 was mine. You Produced know? by Mick Jones, a foreigner. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It's so slick. It's so good. It's so, so beautiful. It's so Summer nights. Good. Summer nights. Mm-hmm. I, I've, I remember good see, going to go see Van Halen uh, in the summer. It was, I think it was the uh, uh, FUCK tour I, or whatever it was at that 80, 95, whatever it was. That was balanced. Yeah. But we were, no, no, no. It was before that. No, they, they actually toured off that live record. Oh, okay. they actually did a tour off the live record. And what was the, that? Live the, without a net? No, uh, no, that was that was after fifty one fifty. It was right here, right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, so uh, it was right. It was in that in that era. But I remember our friend. We went we went to the show outdoor show uh, down at the Ruoff. Well, it was Deer Creek at the time, and us like please play summer nights. It's like, it is the middle of July. Yeah, it's I, like, oh my God, it would just be, in a, it would, they didn't play it, but it was like, did, we, they didn't, they didn't know oh, it was, we were wishing, too bad. we were wishing for it. Yeah. So, uh, but no, summer nights is one of my favorite songs. I what mean, you, good I enough. didn't ask you, what's your favorite Van Halen record? I'm 5150. Okay. Just because it has that, I have that emotional tie to it. Gotcha. But I love for unlawful carnal knowledge. I, I was a senior in high school. And it was like once you thought Van Halen was kind of over because I didn't like OU812 at all. I, I didn't buy it. It's like I've owed, I owe it every but that record. I still own it. I just never. You still I, don't own I, it? I don't own it. I still love Black and Blue, man. Yeah, I love that I just, song. I mean, Kyle Cabo Wabo was on there. Mm-hmm. I think I've I've but oh, was it uh, so good uh, is on there? Uh, Finish what you started is yep. on there. You know, so um, it, yeah, Love Comes Walking In. Is yeah, that, is yeah. that on there or is that? Love is on every one of their songs. I can't remember which yeah. one's what. Yeah. Um, when It's Love, I think, is on there. That's it. When that's it's the Love, one, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah love was Comes on, that's Walking On, that's on 5150. Yeah. Um, so. My favorite part of 5150 is literally the opening. The opening riff, four, right? Well, the opening four syllables. <laughs> yeah, right? That's balls to come in and yeah. go, hello, baby. baby. Yeah. Like, Whoa. Yeah. That's balls. Yeah. You know, first thing out of the gate is the new singer's voice with no music. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So no, that and that's the way it was introduced. So it's like that, and and best of both worlds. I love that song. Mm-hmm. I love the song live, live without a net. I, yep. I love, and I and I was I love Sammy. I was a Sammy Hagar fan, you know. So I was like, ooh, uh, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe they were able to get him because he had just come off selling a million mm-hmm. records of his own stuff when he joined Van Halen. Well, if you read read Sammy's book, he, he, like he was actually ready to retire. He's like, At I was what, done. 30? He was. He's like, I had made my money and I had actually invested. He invested in like, he goes, I had, what was it? A sprinkler system company that was retrofitting all of these apartment buildings. And he had some real estate and he, inv- and he was, he made so much money off of, a, a, of this little bike shop that he invested in because it was Northern California and the craze kind of hit and he like cleaned up on, on that. So he's like, no, I was like, I was ready to you know, just play music for fun. I wasn't going to make records here. I would play live, but I was kind of wow. thinking about hanging it up. It's like, I had my money. So kind of why <laughs> it's like, I, I had my own little legacy. Why tarnish it by going <laughs> right. You know, and I ended up, you know, like a lot of artists stick around a little bit too long and, you know, but you know, made him an offer. Couldn't refuse. <laughs> let's see. All right. Let's go to the 5150 and see what we got. We got good enough right out of the gate. Boom. Mm-hmm. Why can't we, uh, why can't this be love? First single. I mean, that was also ballsy to have that be your first single. Yes. I mean, uh, I would have thought that it would have been good enough for Best of Both Worlds, first single. Yeah. But they really wanted to make sure everybody understood this is a new direction. And Eddie, he was done being the guitar wizard at that point. He was like, I just, and he never was just flashy. He wasn't just, 
yeah. constantly, he was more about songcraft. And by 5150, I think it was, yeah. he was definitely into, uh, let's just do let's just song, do songs without all the super flair, yeah. right? Uh, you got Get Up, Dreams, Summer Nights, uh, that end side one. Man, what a solid side one, man. Side two, man, Best of Both <laughs> Worlds, love, uh, love Walks In. I can't remember that off the top of my head. Oh, Love Comes Walking In, yeah. duh. Uh, <laughs> 5150, title track, yep. uh, and Inside. Yeah. Man. Wow, I forget how much I like that. <laughs> I forgot how much I like that. That's record. why it's, it's 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 my favorite. I, it really is. And OU812. All right. Mine on mine, when it's love, AFU, Cabo Wabo to inside one. Source of infection. Feel so good. That's Finish the song. That feels uh, for some reason I hated that song. I think that's why I did not buy the record. Finish what you started, black and blue, and sucker in a three-piece. And what was great, and again, when it was when all my friends in the neighborhood, we we all kind of discovered at the same time because again we're the same age. We all had older older siblings, and I remember late '80s, like we literally like one of us had one of the records. Like I had fifty one fifty. Okay, I'm gonna trade you fifty one fifty for this week so I can have women and children first. Gotcha. And that we just we traded Van Halen records like every week. It's like who who's got Diver Down? <laughs> I mean, speaking of cover tunes, I mean they were never afraid to do covers. Hell, Women and Children first opened with "You're No Good." Yeah. And Linda Rodstadt song. Yeah. That's, what? That's crazy. <clears throat> crazy. But it worked because Van Halen yeah. were amazing. Yeah. They were just amazing. And Ice Cream Man. Ice Enough. Cream Man. The, the last Enough. minute of that song. <laughs> because, it, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's David Lee Roth being David Lee Roth. But that last minute of that song is insane. So good. Everybody's just like, oh, it's time to play. <laughs> yeah. So good. Uh, I've, I've seen people write a list of their favorite uh, Van Halen songs. And one of the top ten was Happy Trails. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about? And they're like, well, retroactively, with Eddie being gone, it's something if you're going to make a list of Van Halen songs, that should be like the one that closes it. I'm like, I get that. Yeah. doesn't mean it's the one of the top ten best right, Van Halen right. songs. I mean, it, A, it was a cover tune. B, it was a minute long. And C, <laughs> I think they were all drunk. <laughs> Well, that was, we need a minute yeah. to finish the record. <laughs> right? That's what it was. Right? <laughs> You're one minute short, guys. <laughs> one minute. <laughs> so women and children first. Like I said, opened with, um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that Women and children first. Van Halen 2 opened with You're No Good. Uh, women and children first uh, opens with, uh, and the credit will rock. Oh. Man, have you seen Junior's grades? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants some. I know that song. I knew that song. I learned of that song because of one Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead. <laughs> the left hand. As we all did. Yeah. The, the Eddie Van Halen playing, singing, dancing hamburger in the claymation. Savage scene. Steve Halland. Hall- yeah. If you don't know who he is, look him up. <laughs> uh, especially, well, I mean, if, if you ever watched uh, Pressure Luck, you know his stuff because he, he invented the whammy. Savage Steve Holland? Those are really? His. Well, look at that art compared to what he drew. Uh, that was eating, you know, I remember never, when he was drawing it? Wow. Yeah. Savage Steve Holland created oh, mind is the blown. Whammy. Yep. I think he's probably still doing it because they look, the new show looks yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, the same. Yeah, I'm sure they probably do. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I bet it gets more money from that it probably, you're than right, he ever did in any of his movies. A thousand percent. Fools, Romeo Delight. Uh, oh, shit. I was talking about Romeo Delight being on, um, um, uh, um, not Mean Street. That's the album it's on. Um, Fair warning. Fair warning. Jeez. See, I'm all out. I'm all out. I had Tora Tora on there. Like I've listened to all this stuff all day, getting ready for this, and I confused myself. Lost Control. 
which is a weird song. I, I don't know if I like that song. Lost of Control. Yeah. Lost of Control. Lost of Control. I, I just don't know yeah. if I like that song. So Van, much. But Van Halen 2, if I'm rating them for my own personal, it, it's at it really is at the bottom. Well, oh, this is one of the children yeah. I think I'm doing here. Okay. Uh, take your whiskey home. Could this be magic in a simple rhyme? And then uh, we did skip over two, didn't we? Yeah. All right, let's look at two. Track listing for two. Opens with You're No Good. Yeah. Dancing Night Away. Again, another cover. Yeah. No, that that's their song. Dancing in the Street's a cover. Sorry. Dance, Dancing Night Away is their song, isn't it? Yes. Okay, so there you go. Yes. Somebody Get Me a Doctor. Oh, man. Uh, Bottoms Up, Out of Love Again. That's side one. Light of the Sky, Spanish Fly, DOA, Women in Love, and Beautiful Girls. Man, Beautiful Girls closes that. I forgot about that. What a great And unfortunately, closer. Saturday Night Live ruined that song for me. Oh, did they? What? what the, the bit. They... The, what, no, it's hilarious. It's like, no, I can't l- hear that song without laughing. The uh, It was the Chris Farley, uh, Adam Sandler. They were doing the spoof off the, the Bud Light commercial that was going on at the time. This was in the 90s. Okay. Where, you know, the guys show up and they're like, look at them. And it's supposed to be hot chicks and it's all dudes. And it gets to them oh. dancing with, you know, beautiful, beautiful girls. Because <laughs> that was a song in the commercial. And it's like, I can't think of without laughing my head off at that bit. So, <laughs> Man, I just wish that David hadn't up and quit. Honestly, I'd like to have seen what Van... But for you, I, it yeah. worked out because... I was a Sammy fan. I, yeah, it's like, wow, this is this was pretty cool. I mean, Give to Live, I was by Eagles Fly, I mean, all the stuff. I mean, from, Well, Eagles from Fly VOA, is a Sammy yeah. song, right? Yeah. And Give to Live is yeah, a Sammy song. Yeah, oh, okay, but, but yeah, I mean, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff. I mean, the Sammy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, VOA loved. and Three yeah. Lockbox. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, Heavy Metal. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, I loved... I loved, I still love Sammy, you know? Um, uh, That's a guy who invested well. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. He's worth he's worth like <clears throat> four or five hundred million dollars or something like oh, that. Yeah. Didn't he sell Cabo Wabo for like a hundred million dollars? Yeah. Yeah. His book is really, I mean, uh, is really really good. And uh, I, I'm not sure if I've told this story about him hitting on my wife. I think you may have. I think, I think to uh, me personally, maybe not on the yeah, air. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and that that tour in '95, '94, whatever it was. Um, my wife was not. We had not met. We were at the same show. We later we found out we were we were at the same show. So, um, uh, so my wife at the time looked like she had just walked off a Van Halen video. I mean, she was she could have been in hot for t-shirt. She had that okay. look. She had I've that, seen pictures. She, you're yes, right. She was had that look. Uh, so uh, yeah, my homely butt is back on the lawn. You know, she is literally up front because she's hot. <laughs> so. <laughs> So she is uh, gets propositioned by a roadie, as she did a lot of shows, you know. Um, but this particular roadie, she was like, he said, hey, one of the band members wants to meet you. They spotted you, wants to come back and, you know, wants to, you know, <laughs> what rock stars do. And she's like, who is it? He's like, I can't tell you. I can't tell. It's like, unless you tell me who it is, I'm not going, I'm not, you know. And the guy would not. So she didn't go back. Like, well, you know. And uh, for years and years and years, she she told me that story, and I said, "I bet you it was Sammy." It's like, "Oh, it wasn't." It's like they were just tricking me. They roadies wanted to get. It's like, "Yeah, blah blah blah," you know. I'm like, "No, I bet you it was Sammy," because if you looked at his wife now, who it, who he had married later in life, it's like you guys were identical. It's like you were his type, <laughs> and uh, so I. When his book came out, of course, I immediately grabbed it and I'm reading it and I'm reading it on the couch next to my wife one night and I just bust out laughing and my jaw kind of opens and I'm like, okay, I'm going to read this paragraph to you. 
And it was verbatim how he picked up chicks on that tour. And it was verbatim. <laughs> what, the story she told me and what he said in the book That's was the exact same story, the exact same line that the roadie told her. And I, she, she goes, I feel weird. That, I, that I, Now I know that it was Sammy Hagar. <laughs> like, what's the, what's the difference? If it was, was it right? anybody who felt differently? Or right? if it was Michael, Michael Anthony? You know? Right? <laughs> Michael can hit the high notes. You know? but, I, but that was the tour where he had just gotten divorced. He goes, and he was free. Gotcha. So it's like that's where he's like he <laughs> went crazy that tour. So that's my <laughs> my brush with with Van Halen. You know, uh, speaking of marriages, I always found it odd to me that Eddie Van Halen and Valerie Bertinelli kind of looked like each other. They really did. Ooh, why'd you do like, that? Yeah, just saying. <laughs> Go look at pictures of them in '85 when they were you know young yeah. married couple. Yeah. I think they each kind of loved themselves wow. a little too much because they married the opposite gender version of themselves to me. Yeah. I could be seeing that yeah. wrong, but that's the way I see it. I'm like, man, Valerie kind of looks a little like Eddie. A record that does not get enough love is Balance. I agree. Does not get, because it, it was the last record with Sammy, but it is actually a heavy record. Don't tell me what love can do is, I mean, it's funny because you have that, that you have um, uh, Can't Stop Loving You. Just the fluffiest love song ever, mm -hmm. but but the other, I mean, it's it's kind of heavy, yeah. And it's also got uh, God, I'm gonna butcher this. <laughs> it's got Amsterdam, Belukatherium. Yep, is that how that's pronounced? Yep. yep, that song. I mean, I know it's just an instrumental, but yeah, wow. yeah. And that's one of those things that uh, I was. I got a friend of mine who's a huge Van Halen fan, and he he'd been he's seen them a handful of times, and for years he'd been playing that in his guitar solo. He'd been playing it in his guitar solo. Without anybody really realizing yeah. that it was he was working on yeah. creating a song out of it, and then when it came out and balancing, like, oh my god, we've been hearing that for ten years. We've been hearing this live for ten years, and it's been released on balance. He's like, wow, this is really really cool. We got to hear it progress and, yeah. and be developed. Yeah, you know, they also had Amsterdam on it, yeah. which is fantastic. So Aftershock, great. Um, uh, the Seventh Seal, what a great opener. Yeah, it's a good album. Yeah, I don't listen great. to that enough. Oh, I, I just listened to it preparing for this. I'm like, yeah. I, this is a good record. And then they did, they had Humans Bean, which was on the Twister soundtrack, which yeah, wasn't on a record. Right. Great song. The yeah. Twister soundtrack. Yeah. Man, that was the biggest movie in 1996. Yeah. Now you know. <laughs> I don't know why I know this. But uh, talking about Eddie, and again, if you're of a certain generation, the biggest, and, uh, biggest thing ever. I mean, and no one will say, they might not be your favorite band, but no one will say, I hate Van Halen. It's never, it's, I've never heard that come out of anyone's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, uh, you know how he, he popularized finger tapping, but he in no way invented it. Right. I mean, Steve Hackett was finger tapping was, we, yeah, in Journey. I, I, or uh, Journey. With in Genesis. Genesis, right? He was doing that stuff. Yeah. And I guarantee the guy that invented <clears throat> this, the guitar in Spain in whatever the 16th century or whatever Figured that was too. created, he was finger tapping. Yeah. Right. Eddie Van Halen just made it a thing. Because uh, Steve Lynch, from autograph, he claims oh, yeah. he claims yeah. that he's the guy that originated yeah. it in rock, and Eddie Van Halen stole it. Ah, that might be a that's kind of a ballsy statement. I don't know if that's true. Probably isn't. <laughs> right? Probably but, isn't. Yeah, but uh, then you would see everybody doing it. Of mm -hmm. course, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of the that was the uh, that was the mo. You know, come out and just as many notes as you can hit. You know, and you just see these guys ten finger tapping. I mean, hell. Uh, um, uh, Brad Gillis, don't tell me you love me. That's like eight finger tap guitar solo. <laughs> yeah. That solo's sick. 
Who's to say if he had written it had he not been listening to Eddie right. for five years? Right. I don't know. I mean, he's a great guitar player. He is a great guitar player, but I don't know if he'd have been doing that yeah. if it wasn't for Eddie really bl- just tearing down that wall. And I th- and also, uh, Wolfie's really good. I mean, if you listen yeah, to it, yeah, Wolfie's a great, really, singer too. great singer, yeah. And it's like they, people give him so much respect. It's like, you know, he, because I mean, he is very talented, but I think, you know, like any of like the Beatle kids, if they try to put, they, you know, it's kind of panned, I think, by everybody. Yeah. I mean, you Julian know? was the only one that had a big hit. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, Stella McCartney's not even in music. Yeah. She didn't even try. She's yeah. like, ah, I'm just going to yeah. design. Clothing. But Danny Harrison is a great guitar player. He is. Yeah. He looks God, just like his dad. Damn, he looks just, just like, like his, his dad, dad, dude. It's creepy. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think so. I don't know if George died. He just passed, <laughs> his, he just passed his, his soul on to somebody, you know, like a... a a, uh, an avatar of some sort, <laughs> but uh, you know what? I'm just the point is, I think that people respect. I mean, when Wolfie came out, he was already, I mean, almost like a draw. I mean, just when that first record came out, and he's he's opening for Guns N' Roses and he's yeah. opening for Metallica now, you know. Yep. So, I, but immediate, I mean, he just had because I mean, he played with he was in Van Halen when he was 18 years old, you know, he replaced right. Mike Anthony, you know. I would so. love, I, I've only seen Van Halen once, and it was, um, uh, they came to the Deer Creek like 10 years ago, whatever it was, and they were having trouble selling tickets. I bought two tickets for ten dollars, really, to see Van Halen, yeah. And it was three quarters of Van Halen, Wolfie was up there, and he did yeah. a great job, yeah. I would love to have seen Michael, I've never seen how, Michael. Oh, how good is Michael? Another guy who you don't hear enough about his harmonies, yeah. Van Halen wouldn't be the same yeah. band without him because he was a, before he joined Van Halen. He was a lead singer in any band he was in. And why know? not? Yeah, he's got a great voice, right? So I he, his uh, production and his uh, contribution to the band unfortunately is lost. Right. You know, with the lead singers and the brothers. Yeah, but Mike Anthony, the glue. I mean, some of those. I mean, Panama. I mean, the, the riffs that he. You know, we, we you know we talk about oh, uh, running with the devil. Mm-hmm. That's your introduction. Is actually Michael Anthony. Right. It's not Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Now let's talk about 1984 because that's the one. That's right? the one. Well, the first one in 1984, Bold Diamond. Not yeah. too many bands get two 10 million sellers. Yeah. There's them. There's Def Leppard. Is there anybody else that can actually say that? Right. I don't think there's anybody else yeah. that can actually say they have two 10 million album yeah. sellers. I just don't think there are. I mean, there are there are a bunch, not too many in rock. Yeah. I mean, I, I looked through it down a list. There's a handful, a couple of dozen, um, but they're all like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston, stuff like that. Yeah, and Garth Brooks. Uh, and yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Uh, man, Garth Brooks, Juggernaut. Well, I don't know. I don't talk about. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I don't listen to Garth Brooks, but the album sales that that guy had in the nineties was just stupid. But anyway, talking about 1984. I mean, it opens with the title track, which is an instrumental, leading right into the jump, which is their only number one, which is. Kind of course, sad. It's, it's kind of sad that the super synth heavy jump is their only number one. But what are you going to do? And that's one of the you know if if I'm say you know if I got a Van Halen playlist, I'm always skipping it or it's yeah, not well, on it because you've heard it eight trillion <laughs> right. times. It's not a bad song. It's just you've heard it a million times. Third track. Well, let's say the second song because 1984 goes right into jump. Right. Yeah. They're basically the same. Yeah. They're one song. So second song, Panama. Boom. <laughs> My God. <laughs> And I love the, the the story about how that song was written. Somebody was uh, uh, complaining about um, um, was Diver Down was right before 1984. They were complaining about this album. It's another uh, album about women partying in cars. And David Lee Roth read it and went, "Hey, I've never written a song about a car." <laughs> so they wrote Panama <laughs> just out of spite. So he wrote that song. And you got Top Jimmy Drop Dead Legs. That's a 
hell of a first side. Yeah. Hot for Teacher opens side two, which is my personal favorite Van Halen song. If I was going to choose I'm, one song, that's the not one. Not a bad choice. I'll Wait, which is a song. It was almost the first Van Halen song without a guitar in it. Yeah. And the producers, uh, Ted Templeman and the record label went, um, you got to have a guitar. And it was like, <laughs> fine. So we threw down that, what was it, 30 second yeah. solo in there. But otherwise, it would have been without guitar. It had been the first song. Then you got Girl Gone Bad and House of Pain. What a solid album that is. What a I, solid album yeah, that is. Yeah, I, I stole that from my sister. I don't think she ever oh, saw did it. You really? I think I literally, I probably took it. It's like, do you have my Van Halen record? No. Yes, of course. Well, no, of course <laughs> I do. She knew I was the only one who would take it. You know, so I think we fought over that record uh, quite a bit. <laughs> Man, it's so good. And that was, you know, they were on top of the world. They're yeah. the biggest thing in the world. There was no rock band, not Ozzy, not. Well, Ozzy would be the only one that would even come close in 1984. Yeah. In 1983, when it was recorded, 1984, nothing else could touch it. Rat hadn't blown up yet. And even when they blew up, they weren't. They no, were, oh, no. They were I 2 million no, records. They no, weren't 10 no, million no, records. No. They weren't household name style. So uh, right as it, they were riding high, David's like, I quit. <laughs> On April 1st, 1985. <laughs> and everybody's like, aha, this is hilarious. He's, uh, I'm serious. It's not an April Fool's Day joke. I yeah. quit. And everybody went, what? What are we going to do? And then, you know, David went on, and he looked like he was going to be the winner. Well, it would have been interesting if they had chose. Well, uh, was it Patty Smith? Was, yeah, they, 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 she they was were one of them. She was, out. Right, she was. They were going to go that route, and it was. No, no, I think it was Patty Smythe. Smythe, not Smith. Yeah, You're not right. Patty Smythe. Well, that would have been a whole <laughs> different band. <laughs> oh my God, that wow. would have been crazy. Now I want to hear that. <laughs> that would have been fun. No, Patty, Patty Smythe, Smythe from right. Scandal. Yeah, from Scandal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and she had some pipes. Oh yeah, yeah. She could but pull it. It would have been interesting if they had gone the nobody route. It's like you put a star, you replace a star with a star. Yeah, you another know, star. Yeah, yeah, another million seller. Yeah, so it's like you. Yeah, you upped your game almost a little bit, but yeah, it would have been interesting to see if they if they had fallen off if they had just picked just right. a random dude. It, it's know? amazing how well Fifty One Fifty did because yeah. they not only lost the most charismatic frontman in all of rock at that time, they lost Ted Templeman. They lost their producer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were able to come out and, and they've they never had a number one record with David Lee Roth. No, they didn't. No. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, never yeah. had a number one yeah. record. Nineteen eighty four couldn't beat Thriller. Because nothing could. And in 1978, that was a slow burn. They weren't flying off the shelves in 78. It was a slow burn, I think, for for the first record. Uh, But every album with Sammy was a number one album. Absolutely. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. It's wild to think about that. (laughs) Because they never sold 10 million records of any of the Sammy Hagar albums. Yeah. They sold well. Right? The junk heap. Of the Van Halen uh, uh, record collection is fair warning, and that sold two million records. Yeah, right. And, yeah. Oh, that piece of crap only sold two million copies. But it is, uh, you know, but the, you, that's the argument. It's it's Van Halen or Van Hagar. You know, yep. you hear, you know, well, the label kind of wanted them to go Van they Hagar, did. Yeah. and Sammy didn't. He he didn't yeah. want to do that. Yeah, but it's too like, much pressure at that point. But you, you, if you, if you want. The Gen Xers, we like to stick together, but if there's one dividing point, there's a dividing line between the older Gen X people and the newer Gen X people. And I'm, I'm kind of in the middle. <laughs> I enjoy, there, I enjoy I, them both. But if you're gun to my head, it's Sammy. I'm, I'm David. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's the thing. I'm David yeah. uh, because mainly that first record. Yeah, and and, and 1984. Those two albums yeah. are just. And but I also think 
Dave as a person is exhausting. <laughs> I think that's. I also, think hanging out with him might be, but as a front man in yeah. a band, he's great. Sure, sure. He's but a I, but fantastic front man. Just personality wise, I like Sam. You know, you could sit down and talk. Sam would probably sit right here and talk to you. I don't know what Dave would do, but I mean, I've heard interviews with Dave, and Dave is actually very intelligent. He's oh, yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. very entertaining. But it's like I can tell. It's like. You are exhausting. I could tell that. <laughs> right. Because yeah. he's just, he's uh, always on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's so one of those he, guys. He's that, always. He's yeah. never just a dude hanging out. He's always. <clears throat> Dearly Roth. Yeah. Dame TV. Yeah. You know, he's always that guy. And it worked really well. Yeah. Sell a lot of records. And he had, yeah. he was the king of music videos. Nobody beat David Lee Roth and Van Halen at videos, except maybe, like I said, Michael Jackson. Yeah. You know, because he had more money than God. But Van Halen's videos were always so much fun. They were always having such a good time making those videos. Yeah. I mean, think about Pretty Woman. It was a, oh my god, you know, it, was yeah, the samur- it was a samurai, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, um, um, based in a- it was like a um, magnificent seven, almost yeah. kind of a thing. And uh, my favorite story of Pretty Woman is Intruder exists because of MTV. Did you know that? Really? They wanted yeah. to have this video on MTV, and it had like a minute and a half before the song starts. And MTV's oh, like, yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah. we that, won't play anything yeah. if it doesn't have music. Yeah. So they created they Intruder. Created that. So they had music underneath the intro yeah. to the film yeah. that was Oh Pretty Woman. Yeah. And I find that interesting. Because they, well, MTV was in its infancy, and any anything Van Halen was just a live performance. It wasn't really a video. It was, because right. I remember seeing, you know, Unchained. You know, it was just a live performance. It's Dave with a bottle of Jack Daniels and Eddie playing the black and white right. guitar. Everybody loved know? the Jack Daniels bass. <clears throat> yeah. That, that was yeah. just a cool bass. But I don't think that didn't make its debut till 84. I'm talking about just Dave with a bottle of oh, Jack bottle Daniels of Jack. just yeah. throwing it back. Yeah, you know, he on and Michael, stage. man, they loved them some yeah. whiskey, man. <laughs> I mean, the hell, they had a song called Take Your Whiskey Home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they loved them yeah. some whiskey. Yeah. I don't know how a singer could like whiskey. Seems like it'd be it's, harsh. Well, Seems like it hurt. Lemmy did it. Jimmy Page. Well, Jimmy Page wasn't singing. It's not like Lemmy was. Yeah. <laughs> Lemmy was not winning any singing competitions. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they wrote some great tunes, but Lemmy was not winning any kind of, you know, singer competitions. That's true. That's true. Uh, did you uh, uh, remember the Brown M and M's? That whole thing. Have you heard the you know the story? Yeah, that was just all about making sure they read yeah. the writer right. Yeah. They, they couldn't have cared less if yeah. there were brown yeah. ones. But of there. course, it was it was blowing up. The I mean, it was right. just a story. They were just oh, they're assholes. so weird, or they were just yeah. Be, yeah. And then Dave, it was years and years later till he he came out and said the whole story. You know, it's like yeah. wow, that, and that's where like the brilliance of David Lee Roth. Like that is freaking just making sure they read the writer. Yeah, it's better than uh, Mariah Carey. She's like, I need fourteen white puppies to pet. <laughs> what? Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> we all love white puppies, but my God, that seems that seems weird. All right. <laughs> Oh, man. So, uh, let's see here. Diver Down. That was the first album I ever heard from them, like I said. Uh, Where Have All the Good Times Gone? Out of the Gate. And I forget that that's a kink song. It is. I forget that. I just happened to be looking at this and Ray Davies, oh my God. Yeah. Totally forgot that that is a kink song because they own it. When Van Halen does a cover tune, the original can be forgotten. Because, Every time. Because Eddie's fingers are on it, literally. And David Lee Roth. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everything about yeah. Van Halen doing your cover, doing a cover, yeah. they own it. Yeah. You're never going to have your version be better than Van Halen's version. Period. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't happen. Uh, Hang Em High is next. Cathedral, fantastic instrumental. Secrets, Intruder into Pretty Woman. And then that's side one. Side two starts with Dancing in the Street. Uh, that's the uh, the um, Martha and the... Um, um, and the Vandellas. Martha yeah. and the Vandellas yeah. cover. Yeah. Um, little guitars in, uh, intro into little guitars. Oh. Big Bad Bill is Sweet William now. Love that song. 
The Full Bug and Happy Trails closes it out. Uh, that's a good record. Lots of covers, lots of filler. Yeah, uh, yeah. Right? That was yeah, one of those. I, I think, I don't know forced, for certain, but yeah. I think that yeah. the uh, label said, if you're going to tour, you're not touring on an old album, you got to put a new record out. <clears throat> right? And we need you touring because that's where the money's at. So I think that's what that was. But that was the first time I ever heard them in 1982. I think my it was probably Pretty Woman, the video. It was probably the first time I'd really probably okay, heard that. Makes that. Sense. That's yeah, probably yeah. what it was. Was that their first video? No, that was their first, probably produced for MTV. Gotcha. But I mean, again, everything that was for was just a live performance as a lot of those videos. Yeah, were, yeah, because know. nobody really. No had, one knew what they were. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody really had any intention of having MTV do what they did, yeah. you know, change the landscape of everything. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, that's, yeah, I, again, if you're not of, again, of certain age. We have not talked is, about their biggest album with Sammy. Which was for unlawful yes. knowledge. Yes, that was their biggest album, I believe. Yeah, with Sammy. Yeah, in and I don't out. Know the, I don't roundabout. know the album sales. I don't know the album numbers. It has to be three or four million. Yeah, right? pound cake. Oh my god! Come on. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna do this again. We're gonna do right. the track listing. <laughs> All right, I like doing this, uh, and it doesn't have it broken into sides because by then CDs took CDs, over. Yeah, right. Uh, nobody's making albums. Nobody really was buying tapes. So it's yeah. just a list. I don't know what the end of side one would be. So they just got it in a list here. <laughs> pound cake opens. That's where he showed everybody how he made those sounds. With a drill. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, we heard it for years, but we just didn't know, how's he doing that? Yeah. And then Pound Cake, he's like, here's how I'm doing it. Yeah. I got a drill, right? Uh, Judgment Day, Spanked, Run Around. Oh, man. Run Around. <laughs> Pleasure Dome, In and Out, Man on a Mission, The Dream is Over, Right Now, which is obviously yeah. the king. That's the big hit. 316, and then Top of the World. Top of the World, man. What a great closer. That was 52 minutes. It doesn't feel like that was a 52 minute record. It was a great record. Yeah. And that thing was huge. And that was one of, and that, that came out with 91, 92. Three million. <clears throat> so I'm a junior, senior in high school. And I had actually, you know, I've, I've, at this point, I've bought into Pearl Jam, Nirvana, Nine Inch Nails full wholeheartedly. But I love this record. And I was, I never try, I never shed my Van Halen fandom. That was one. It's like, no, it's just, that'll never go away. You know, even though, I, I was, you, know, you made, you're made fun of if you're listening to Poison and Ward right. at that point, you know. So I'm looking at numbers. I need to correct myself. It was not the top. It's not even close. Number one is 5150. Okay. Six mil. Uh, okay. OUA one two sold four. For unlawful carnal knowledge, stopped at two, which is amazing. Really? No, three. Three. Three million. Still, which is still that was a, kind of, boy, kind of shocking a, to me. But I mean, it was so big. It was the videos. MTV was huge on MTV. And, they, they used right now to sell Crystal Pepsi to people. Yeah. And that was an, a, that was mean. <laughs> that was just mean-spirited. That stuff was garbage. Uh, balance, let's see where that is as far as certification. I'm sure it wasn't very Three million. Good. Really? That sold three million. That, as much as? Sold wow. as much as For unlawful carnal knowledge, which is an album for two years you could not escape. Right. I don't remember any singles really blowing up off of balance. Like um, blowing up. Uh, Let's look here. All right. Another track listing. Can't thing. Stop Loving You was. Yep. Seven was a hit. Can't Stop Loving You. Don't Tell Me yeah. What Love Can Do. Amsterdam. Can't Stop Loving You. That's the hit. Yeah. Like, there was, the I hit. think there was only two or three singles yeah. that was released. Three million, man. Yeah. And then balance. I think that one tapered off, right? That one did that. I had probably two million. Three million. Yeah. They were consistent. Yeah. Every album sold three or more. For Van Halen with uh, Sammy Hagar, that's incredible. Yeah, and then, and then three came and out, you know what? and then that Van, one fell it, off. A but it wasn't a. I I like again. I I like Gary Sharon. It's like we we talk about. Yeah, it, it sold five hundred thousand, yeah. which is 
that, that might as well not have been released. But they try, you know, again, the formula, let's replace a star with a star. And Gary was big at this. Extreme right. was a pretty big band at that time. Yep. So, uh, and Gary Stroh's a wonderful singer, he is. you know. Uh, but the record is, is not bad at all. Yeah. And then uh, what do you think? Just what do you think? A different kind of truth sold. Do you think it even Ooh, go? Do you I think it went think, gold? I don't think it did. Let's find out. It doesn't even say. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it, just well, because says, it just says it was number one. At this point, now the the, the uh, greatest hits, the compilations, all that stuff is coming out. So I and think... the the streaming thing is already yeah, yeah. full on in 2012. But I remember volume volume one, and the and they had all... Uh, get, they had two, then you had Me, Why, Ma- Magic. You know, you had the one Me song Wise with, Magic, with, with right. Dave who came in. So I think anything almost passed... That era, now now you're getting lost. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, man. Eddie Van Halen, we miss you, man. We really do. I can't believe it's been three years. Three years. years. That's, yeah, that's, that's a, I remember posting, I'm not okay. That was it. That was, that was my tweet. <laughs> I was like, I'm not okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, please, please check on your, it was a Gen gut X. check. I just remember JJ yeah. coming in my office goes, Eddie Van Halen died. I'm like, what? Yeah. I had to look it up immediately. Like, what? What? You know? And it was, yeah. It was a bad day. I remember that. And when, uh, when Taylor Hawkins passed away, that was another one because that's talk about out of the blue. Yeah, no doubt. You know, that was, I remember I, I'm on a bus coming home from a game from Kalamazoo, Michigan, looking at my phone. And I was an auditory gasp, yeah. you know, from my seats. And I remember exactly, oh, well, Prince hit me hard too. Because I was, I was in line at Pint and Slice. Really? I was waiting <laughs> in line and some the woman that was helping me, she goes, Prince died. I said, "Which Prince?" She goes, "Prince died." And she Prince. pointed the TV on, on the uh, the TV behind me. I turned around and there's this news flash: Prince died. I'm like, "What?" And I'm just standing in line waiting to get a cheese pizza. Yeah. And then, but again, <laughs> Prince, not metal, of course, not at all. But again, one of the greatest artists of all time. And uh, but again, part of our generation. It was mm-hmm. part of what we grew up with. Yep. And I remember that was like the first kind of celebrity. It's like, wow, people of people who I grew up loving are now. Passing away, yeah. yeah. But it was really, it was creepy. I was uh, in Cincinnati. We were playing the playoffs in Cincinnati, and I was actually in the lobby. It was morning of a game, and I'm actually, I'm not making this up. I was reading "Let's Go Crazy: The Making of Purple Rain." Oh wow! I was reading the book, and I'm sitting in the lobby of this hotel, just getting out of my room for a minute, just sitting there reading, and it was noon, and the. Uh, Satellite radio kicks in the lobby. It's like because it hadn't been playing music, and then it was noontime. Apparently, they lunch rush because there was a, there was a restaurant and stuff. And the first song was "Purple Rain," and I was like, "Wow, that is funny." Because I'm reading the book. Song comes on. Hour later, I go up to my room, turn on the TV, found out he was he died. Wow, like, that I mean, chill. I mean, I just had goosebumps. Just you know, and yeah. So crazy. So R.I.P. All of our heroes. Yes, we still have a few left. I just hope to outlive uh, them all. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Well, I, 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 I don't. I don't want them to die, but I do want them to die before I. I have Keith Richards and Ozzy. Well, what kind of I, world I are we leaving for Keith it. Richards? That's what I want to know. <laughs> what kind of world are we leaving for Keith Richards? Like Mick Jagger just this week said something about he could see the Rolling Stones traveling on with a hologram. But that seems mean to Keith because who's he going to talk to on stage when it's nothing but all of his dead bandmates and he's up there 175 years old. He's preserved with all the drugs in his system. And they're coming out with another record. I'll bet what, it's going to be great. Yeah. It's been it's been almost 20, 20 years. 20 years, 18 years. That yeah. 
because uh, it, whatever. That's Enough. off the subject. That's right. off the subject. <laughs> and that's with that, we'll wrap this one up. So <laughs> we miss you, Eddie Van Halen. Rest in peace, my friend.